Thank you for listening to my podcast. Everything has to be paid for some way. And unfortunately, Anchor and several other podcast companies do not support content made outside of the United States as far as monetization goes. So I'm throwing it to you. If you enjoy these podcasts, enjoy taking the time and spending a hour, half hour, or even a little bit of time with me, please go to www.patreon. That's P-A-T-E-R-O-N dot C-O-M slash Alina Robbins, A-L-E-A-N-A-R-O-B-I-N-S. Throw some support there. I would greatly appreciate it. And for as low as $3 a month, you can help me keep things going forward. And I'll look forward to talking to you shortly. Well, here we are. Thank you for taking the time and joining me on today's podcast. Today we're going to be talking on the subject of parenting. Um, I wanted to come up, I came up with kind of looking at what would I call these um, talks about parenting. And um, I'm a really, oh, I, want to, I don't want to say odd parent, but I'm, I'm definitely unconventional. So I kind of went with the name Crazed Parenting. Now, the, the, you might think uh, I'm, I'm being a little funny here, but I'm really not. I, I believe that some of the ways that we have um, been raising our children might not necessarily be the smartest way we've been doing things. And I, I want you to take the time. And also, I think that my last three children are a great barometer as to how my parenting style has been an amazing um, tool, per se, when you deal with my children. I have never had anybody ever come up to the, me and say, your kids are absolute ratbags, or I don't want your kids around, or I don't get calls from school saying, your kids are really dirtbags. You know, I do have one who has a few issues, but other than that, his issues are triggered by other things. Um, <laughs> but when it comes right down to it, I have a different view. And I'll, let me, we'll start off with, with a, just a talk on, on how my parenting style is. I kind of uh, take the approach of you hold on loosely, but you're not going to let go. You're going to let them have their wings, but at the same time, you're going to give them boundaries. Now, boundaries are set so that your kid doesn't put his hand on the freaking hot plate and wonder why he's got rings around his hand and he's burned. Those These type of boundaries are simple, like I have a 13-year-old son, and he decided to get his first girlfriend. All right. Normally, I would have said no. Normally, I would have said, you kind of need to wait. But 
they were insistent and they did it behind the parents' backs. And for the lack of a better term, they were 13. They, they chose to make this decision on their own. Now, I could have gone off and gone, you will end this right here, right now. It's not appropriate. You need to focus on school. But instead, I took the approach of supporting them and saying, look, okay, if you guys want to be boyfriend and girlfriend, I'm going to set some boundaries and you're going to follow them. And I, I've been doing this for so long with my children that there's no question as to whether or not I get feedback from them. I don't. They don't argue with it. They listen to what I have to say, and then they go, gotcha. They're not going to waste the time of their energy trying to figure a way around it. And the deal was really simple. You know, if your friend, if your girlfriend comes over, you're in the lounge, you're in the living room, you're in plain sight at all times, you're never in your bedroom. And how that worked with my son was really simple. He understood that. And I said, there'll be no sexual contact. None. Don't even flip and think about it. And he's like, whoa, no, 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 not, not interested in that. I'm like, great. Good thinking. We set other boundaries. You know, you can spend time on the, on the, on your tablet, face, uh, FaceTime with her, talking with her over Skype or however. But you have a family, and your family comes before your girlfriend. Also, you have responsibilities. Now, by telling him his responsibilities, I reinforce that school comes first. I reinforce that his responsibilities, not only to his family, but to his schooling, are the key, most important things that he can do for himself for the future. The reason I did this a long time ago with my children and using the words responsibility and using the approach of allowing them to do what they want, but understanding what is the consequences, both negative and positive, is because they kids are amazing. They grasp that. They pull it in. It's just like, you know, if you touch that, it's going to freaking burn you. Are you sure you want to play with that lighter? No. Yeah, okay, so don't. You want to give it to me? And and you explain things to them. You tell them things. You know, <laughs> don't leave pins in your clothes. Why? Because when they go through the wash, everybody's clothes is going to turn a light blue, pink, whatever. One of them didn't believe me, left some left a blue pin in the clothes, and my son's gi is now light baby blue. He's not exactly happy about it, but he's a teenager. He'll get over it. <laughs> but when it came to it, he, he I let him have enough rope that he can sit there and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go this far. Dad will catch up to me. I'll go this far. Mom will catch up to me. And, and we're okay with that. At least I am. The other parent sometimes is as well. Um, and we've, we have a, a 26-year-old daughter who is absolutely amazing because we chose to parent in that fashion. Um, 
it's a little different now since we're divorced and uh, well, not divorced, we're separated. Um, and it's also a little bit different now that she has a boyfriend and he's trying to play a part in it as well. And the kids are looking at it going, no, this is how it's always been. So we've had a few pushbacks and a few little things. Um, but the kids understand that when they're at mom's house, there's mom's rules. When they're at dad's house, there's dad's rules. It can be a tad bit confusing at times, but we'll get into that when we start talking about um, working together in a divorced family. But when it comes to my kids, the relationship with Gabriel and this girlfriend of his didn't work out. But he felt good enough and comfortable enough to come and talk to me and say, hey, I'm having problems here and I don't really know what to do. And I could sure use some advice. And it's right then and right there. You look at it and you say, this is what we were talking about when you're playing with fire. This is what we're talking about when you have a girlfriend. You will have disagreements. It won't always work. And most of the time, most of the girlfriend-boyfriend relationships that are at that age do not work. They don't work in a long term because both of them are still very selfish. And that's all right. It's, it's a learning process for the kids at that age. And if you approach that with your child, at least it, what I have done is by approaching it with my son and saying, look, you know, okay, she doesn't like that. And you didn't like this. So did you think that maybe... You, on your side, could have avoided talking like that so that it would not have been that way in her responses to you. And, and giving them some tips and, you know, telling her, hey, you know, she looks nice today. Tell her, you know, give her some compliments. Tell her some of the basic things that any person, I don't care who it is, boy, girl, trans, gay, straight, doesn't matter. If you give someone a compliment, they're going to feel good about themselves. And that's the biggest thing. And that's what I try to tell my children, um, to take that time and really invest it in the relationship. But also remember that you have that responsibility of going to school. So she's not your first and foremost thing. She's kind of a, a something you're doing just on the side. You need to worry about school. I also support my children. Like, I show them immense amount of love. I, I tell them every turn, I love you. I care about you. I'm proud of you. Wow, you're doing a great job. Or, hey, you know, that's really not working for you. Can I give you some advice? And I, I use wording that some parents might not think is the greatest. You know, in our home, yeah, my kid swears. Okay, so you got two choices. You can back up against it. You can get angry about it. and You can yell at them for swearing. All that does is make them hide it. The same with the boyfriend-girlfriend thing. I could have got upset. I could have taken a different path. I could have approached it with, you will break up. You will end this. But all it does is teach the child how to hide. That's not a good thing because that goes on later in life. So if you teach it to be open, honest, mean what you say, say what you mean from the word go, 
and you have that listening ear, your kids tend to come closer to you, at least in my experiences. You know, like I'm also very blunt with my my son and my other children. You know, um, I refuse to pull punches. Like if Gabriel's swearing, I'll say, hey, hey, I'm, I'm done with this. You've said the F word four times and in half an hour, and I'm really getting tired of it. Do you think that you can go look at the dictionary and look up a word that you can replace the F word with that will have more impact in your conversations? Because at a certain point, people will get tired of you swearing. And he does a good job of trying to figure out words. He even substitutes. So instead of saying the F word, he might say, oh, foobar. Okay, well, if we really tear down the acronym of foobar, it's still saying the F word. But I can handle foobar a little bit better than hearing the F word over and over again. So it's a matter of give and take. Is it? better to hear the F word and get angry about it over and over again? Or, or is it better to let him substitute it with foobar, fetch, funny, fidgety, you know, shiitake mushrooms, you know, whatever they want to substitute it with. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't have the rule that when we come in the house, you can't say those words. No, it doesn't mean that at all. It's how you parent and how your rules in your home are. But at the same time, understanding that you've got to bend like the reed, because if you don't, you're going to snap like the twig when a heavy wind comes. And I have found it time and time again, the more rigid you are with your children, the more that they tend to push and push harder against you on certain subjects. Um, and, and there was a good case in point Um my oldest daughter was going to school one day, and she knew that we have a rule about wearing skirts. Skirts are not to be up so you can see what your lunch is. And they were supposed to be down to her knees, which was also here in Australia. We have school uniforms, and that's also part of the rules. But public schools really don't enforce that too much, unlike the Catholic schools do. And... Jasmine decided one day, because she was going to public school at the time, to take the back way around to the bus. And what that meant is she went out the back gate of the of the yard, around down the gravel road, and started walking down that way. But she'd forgotten that's the way I drove out every day to go to work. So as I'm driving out, here's Jasmine, and she's got that skirt so hiked up that the next level would have been her bum cheeks. And I'm like, roll down the window. Uh-uh. Down now. Okay, there is nothing wrong with doing that. You you are, however, going to put that I'm going to hide it. As soon as you're gone around that corner, that I can bet dime for dollar that skirt went right back up. It probably did. And if it didn't, I'm as shocked as I'll be because Jasmine has surprised me. She's done it before. Uh, the surprise part. But, but when you sit there and you think, okay, I could have yelled. I could have screamed at her. I could have ranted and raved and gotten all lunatic about her breaking the house rules and the school's rules. But I didn't. I just went, uh-uh, down. 
And I gave her the opportunity to make the choice herself. And she did. She scooted it back down where it belonged. And then I went around the corner, and you and I both know that it went right back up. But that's okay. As long as you keep that consistency. Um, but within about six months, Jasmine was not doing it anymore. It was just a it was a phase. It was an attempt to rebel a little bit. And that's okay. Um, like right now, we're headed into winter. It's cold in the morning. And, and believe it or not, Australia does get cold um, in certain places. And Gable right now has got this idea that he wants to wear shorts all year around. And, you know, okay, okay, the school allows it, that's fine. I'm not going to push against you because it is part of the uniform, and that's okay. But he gets into the car this morning. He's got goosebumps. And I mean, really, they are really present. You can see them. Those things were as high as can be. And he's sitting there and I'm going, do you think you want a pair of pants? No, no, no. I'm going to be in shorts. I said, this isn't even the coldest part of winter yet. Are you sure you don't want me to go buy you a pair of pants? No, no, I'm fine. All right. So I've listened to him. I've given him the option to make a different choice. And I value what he says, and we're going to – I probably will give him about two or three more opportunities to seriously look at this choice of his. You know, I've already got the pants, you know, because I'm ready for this. It's, it's a matter of, all right, here you go. Another thing um, that a lot of people don't understand um, – with my parenting style, I've given my children the right to choose certain activities and go as far as they want. Like, we had a wonderful friend. Um, just to give it a little bit of a history, my daughter is a survivor of an attack when she was very young. And because the attacker was underage, nothing took place. Um, and they wouldn't progress in the prosecution of this individual but my daughter still has to deal with the fact that this is part of her life and that she's now got to she's no longer as free as she once was as a little child and she knows things now that she doesn't want to know but she knows them and she doesn't like it We've had issues with even um, tendencies of having suicidal thoughts and how we address those. And, and we've had to work around that. And we, my daughter and I, are very close when it comes to talking about, hey, where's that thought? Is that thought in the back of your mind or is it in the front of your mind? How are you doing today? And, and we work through it all the time. And we keep working as a team to make sure that we can overcome some of these hurdles she's quite a few years older since the since that attack but it doesn't stop okay and one of the issues that we were running into is she was having some struggles uh, and a good friend of mine at the, who is one of my core friends suggested 
jujitsu. He's been doing it for a number of years. And he's very successful and he's also a teacher and I thought oh you know gee Ro I don't I don't know man I'm not sure I want my kids to go into something violent like that I am really an anti-violence parent I we don't watch television because there's too much violence on it you know and yeah it's just it's not something I really want around my children and he said it's I I'm the teacher if you're come and try out Give it, give it a shot, and and here's what I'll do because he loves my kids, he really does, and just as much as I love his kids, we are really close friends, and I really appreciate all that he did at this time for my daughter. He's like, I'll pay for her classes. In fact, I'll pay for all three of their classes. Come, let me teach them. Let me give them an opportunity earn some of their power back. And when it came to Neve, she needed that. She really needed that ability to earn her power back. Um, And I think it was a wonderful choice that I made. And the first couple of weeks we went, it was, it was tough. It really was. It was it was hard to see that this little girl was still afraid of the boys that were also in the jujitsu class, but she was trying. She was trying, and that was the first step. And then over time, she's been getting better. Here we've here we're three years into jujitsu. Okay, all three of my kids have their own strengths and their own weaknesses in jujitsu, and as such. We look at how they're doing on an individual basis. I still treat them all the same. I still say, good job on the rolls today. Good job on that, 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 well, we call them having a roll, which is essentially just like a sparring match. You know, good job on that. You gave it your all. I'm proud of you. I never cut them down. I never say, you know, oh, it's all right. You could have done better or anything like that. I don't, I don't try and give them the, you did your best. You did, you know, you'll do better award or, you know, or any of these, you participated awards. Now, if they lose, I say you lost. All right. What did you learn from that loss? Did you give it your all? Did you try hard? Yeah. Great. That's all I ever ask of you. Just keep going. Never give up. If you lose, lose big. Lose so big that you can look back and see all the successes you've had to this big loss. And that has worked well with these kids. They really have. Neva's, like on Saturday, she rolled with a boy. She had a roll with a boy. And that for Neve is big because she does not deal well with men or boys. So each step is an accomplishment. Not only that I celebrate as a parent, but that I that she celebrates. And I I I challenge her. I say when we go to our Saturday sessions, we're just what's called an open mat, and they get to roll with other people. And I said, you know, get out there, give it your best. I don't care if you win, I don't care if you lose, but you're gonna learn something. And I usually tell her you have to do about two to three rolls. 
And because she really pulls back in about the third one and she'll sit down and that's that's her done. And that's okay. That's two to three rolls. At least I know that we're challenging that. It used to only be one roll. Um, the boys, like Gabriel and Hezekiah, they are amazing. Gabriel's extremely talented in it. And Hezekiah is also very talented. And when we come to it, all I just do is keep reinforcing good roll. Good effort. How do you feel about today? How do you feel about those roles that you've just had? What have you learned from them? And keep reinforcing that ability to give them, give me the feedback. And then we go and we do something silly. We'll go to the supermarket and I allow them to choose what we're having for lunch after the Saturday session. And they do. Even if it's me making pizza all night, believe me. You can only make so many pizzas before you're sick of making pizzas. But, but it allows them to look at it and say, yeah, I, 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 I did good today. I think a lot of my parenting style has resulted in some fantastic kids. It also comes with um, approaching views of people with disabilities in a little bit different light, and we'll talk about that when we come back from break, uh, because I think that this is a, a very big part that we need to do as parents and as a society, not only to bring a healthy view of disabilities, but to bring a healthy view of um, people who are different than us. So once again, Thank you for listening to this part, and we'll be back after this short break. break. 